0: There are hundreds of amazing people in the TEDx universe, and we talk to a lot of them. This is your first time to the show. Welcome. We produce hacking the red circle every week. You'll want to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now, on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I am uh, I am really excited to to have a, a dear friend and friend of TEDx American Riviera which was uh, our original TEDx that we did in 2011 to have Cat Haber with us from TEDx Vale I should read this to you TEDx Vale TEDx Vale Youth TEDx Vale Women TEDx Vale Live TEDx Vale Change TEDx Homer TEDx Homer Live TEDx Homer Youth TEDx Homer Live TEDx Rancho Mirage and the first one, oh my God, TEDx uh, Homer in 2009 Cat, welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much, Mark. It's a treat to be with you.
0: This is and uh, now so uh, so help our listener understand uh, do you live on a ski slope or do you have one right <laughs> at your back door?
1: You might think so. I know you've tried very hard to yank me off of the snow to be able to do this interview. But yeah, I'm here in Vail, Colorado.
0: And what was your, um, I, I call it the taste of TED, but what, what was your first taste of TED? When was that? Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, so I also live in Palm Springs part of the year. And I, uh, in 2009, attended TED Active in Palm Springs for the first TED Active there, uh, I was in the middle of organizing Wild Nine, which is the ninth World Wilderness Congress, which would have been was held in Merida, Mexico. And one of my teammates said, "You know, you really should check out this thing called TED. They have a really fascinating uh, format for doing conferences." So uh, I did, and became I drank the Kool Aid from the first sip.
0: I I think you're mainlining the Kool Aid, Kat. Uh, (laughs) And now you've done, so you've done a a tremendous number of TEDx's. Have you been to the main TED event?
1: Uh, I've been to TED Globals on several occasions. Oh, great. Um, I have to admit, I love the Jews, the action the innovation, the young ideas of the active community. So I'm really an organizer, and I'm. we're headed to TED Fest to meet with 500 TEDx organizers soon here, and that's really what gets me up in the morning.
0: I am, you know, I've been doing TED for 20 years and have found – I, a very similar vibe. The, uh, Ted summit was the first time I'd been to an event that had, uh, both, I call them civilians, but just normal tedsters with organizers and translators and fellows. So you had this representative, um, clustering of the diversity of the Ted audience. And I'm so looking forward to Ted fest to be around. It's, it feels like that's my tribe, right? You know that yep. there's, there's something there. What? Mm-hmm. Um, so you you've done eighteen Ted's, but how many TEDx events have you been to that were not your own?
1: Oh, many, 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 <laughs> many, many.
0: <laughs> now Gordon says he's been to um, eighty. <laughs> so uh, you know, would you put yourself up in that level?
1: Yeah, I couldn't even count at this point over the last eight years. It's been a great joy to be able to attend, support, investigate, be curious in other communities using the TEDx format.
0: I, I find that, and tell, tell me what your experience of this is, when you are you know, we live our lives backstage, right? As we're we're producing the mm-hmm. events or up in the booth. And so our experience of TED is, is quite different. How do you find you show up when you go to another TEDx? Do you like uh, to sit in the audience or do you like to be backstage or do you like to sit up in the booth? Because, you know, you kind of have a backstage pass, but not all of us use yeah. that when we go to another <laughs> event.
1: Yeah, and I don't actually even uh, show up in the backstage of my own event. I'm right in the front, in the center row. I am the lifeline to the speakers that I've devoted a year of coaching to. So I delegate everything else to the rest of the team, and my heart is with those speakers giving their ideas to the world. um, So my bold, curious cadre of pioneers – are doing everything, and I'm just the being.
0: I I love that. So you is so is that? um I'm curious. I, I, I want to talk to one of your speakers. Is that? Um, ner- I'm I'm thinking nerve wracking if I'm standing there and I'm looking right at you in the center. But I, but you are such a nurturing soul that that's not <laughs> the vibe that they get at all. You're you're just you're giving that quiet confidence (laughs) to them, right?
1: Exactly. And, and I do the same thing for Ted med. Uh, I'm the speaker mom. So there's something about just showing up and being present and allowing them to just give their heart away on stage.
0: Mm -hmm. I love the visual of that. That's, um, I mean that it, And the final analysis, our job is to provide the energy and everything that it takes. So everything conspires to launch that idea into the universe, right?
1: Yes. And when I first started in Homer, Alaska back in 2009, I didn't know how to do the technology anyway. So I recruited my son who was, I think, 14 at the time and his friends, the local teens who were digital natives. They knew how to do the tech. So I, from the very beginning, I empowered and mentored Uh, people who were better at other things than I was. And those kids have gone on to win the President's National Environmental Award, Ashoka's Technology for a Better World Competition. They've gotten a Jefferson Award in the same ceremony with Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So I got the feedback right away that empowering others to do what they know how to do elevates them to a stage they wouldn't have gotten to otherwise so they have been able to leverage the TEDx platform to do great things already in their young lives
0: what a what a a treat for them but I'm just thinking of these these 14 year olds up in the booth going okay roll camera one camera two camera three wide shot camera I mean just wow that's fantastic and and 2009 was still a while ago, right? So that it, it it was still the wild west of TEDx as far as that goes. Do you? there's uh, a question. Do you know what number your TEDx Homer was in the in the list? You know, number we're in the first fifty.
1: I don't know that they ever gave us that. Actually, what what I can tell you is that as soon as that invitation, that one small cryptic paragraph, in offer came across my screen. I pressed apply uh before I could even finish reading because I was completely in uh to be able to organize my own TEDx event.
0: I love that. Just go. Right jump. We'll find yeah. the, we'll find the net later.
1: Exactly. <laughs> what? I love that.
0: What? Do you think and you and I have talked about this offline so kind of I know the answer but I want our listener to to hear this what is mm-hmm. it that makes your events unique what what point of view do you bring to it
1: Well I think the community of Vail Valley which is nestled in the Colorado Rockies and it's really a world class ski community with two major mountains it's my happy place and it's like no other place on earth but we do have a very unique blend of demographics here. We have the extreme haves and the extreme have-nots. We have the international uber-wealthy skiing visitors, second homeowners, and then we have the workers who are largely Latino housekeepers, food service workers, laborers. Um, so TEDxVail has been the vision of it has been to draw these two separated communities together through the bridge of TEDx Vale. And we're always asking that question how can we bring a, a, a greater community fabric together? Um, you know, throughout Vale Valley, we are a, a string of. Smaller villages where our elevations are larger than our populations. So, uh, so we're we're tiny towns with this big, fabulous resort, and um, TEDx on a world class basis needs to step up and meet that same kind of world class experience. So. What's intriguing me now are the nodes of impact, like how we would build this community and find the influencers and attract them to the event so they can um, collaborate and coordinate efforts for the biggest, um, uh, you know, the biggest impact. You know, how can we build a more deeply compassionate community?
0: Can you give me an example of a bridge that was built that you could use as kind of a, just the one, a shining star yeah. there?
1: Sure. Uh, so you are familiar with the Ted prize and sure. J R uh, received that Ted prize. I think maybe back in 2012. Uh, he's a French uh, man who does black and white portraits of, people in communities to make statements. So we took 50 Latina uh, portraits of girls and women in our community who do not have access to the internet. And we just put those all up at TEDx Youth at Vail, which was a sellout. Uh, And those portraits there had a statement by each Each person saying what they wanted, how the world would be different if they had the web that they wanted. So the kids uh, on the organizing team this time said to me they couldn't imagine what it would be like trying to go to school without even having access to the Internet. Hmm. So there was uh, leveraging a TED prize at a TEDx event with youth TEDx organizers highlighting a a significant problem in our community. And from that, we might be able to engage a deeper conversation about how we might make our community more connective and compassionate and caring.
0: What a great story that is and tell me the ending how did that work were you able did someone in the audience kind of step up and and help with that or did that start uh in like a you know low cost or free access
1: well we'll see we just did that a week ago at the Ted
0: Fuset <laughs> Vale oh come on and what the- are you waiting for cat come <laughs> <tell> me
1: <laughs> the superintendent of uh, Eagle County Schools which is the county that Vale, Beaver Creek, Avon, Edwards, Eagle, all are a part of, uh, was one of our speakers. So he saw that and experienced it for himself. And I've got a follow-up meeting with him. uh, So we'll see what he thinks, where we might take that.
0: I love how that, just the direct applicability and the way you were able to connect those dots and even a dot from five years ago being inspired by the work that JR did Tell me what what would you say? Um, I mean, you're you're one of those very empowered women. You do a lot of things. And you're an activist. Um, in running a TEDx, as you know, there are so many things to pay attention to. And as you said earlier on, it's you love to find uh, the people and put—I call it—aces in their places. Right? You have all those people, so you can do what you do. What would you say is your superpower if I gave you, if I said organizing, collaborating, producing, marketing, curating, or partnering is you?
1: Well, I guess based on that last example, it would be collaborating. And I would like to add two dimensions to that if I could, because one dimension is never enough for a TEDx organizer, right?
0: (laughs) I haven't met one yet.
1: (laughs) I believe that mentoring teens and young professionals is my personal superpower, and I use that in many different arenas with uh, empowering uh, emergent women leaders, climate activists, uh, international conservationists. So, mentoring is is a piece of my superpower. Another is it seems as though I have emerged from the wormhole of born ready because I only seem to need four hours of sleep to keep me going and contributing in the knowledge economy.
0: So that gives you 20 hours to work with others, right?
1: Yeah, right. People ask me how I get so much done. I think that's it.
0: You're born ready. (laughs) What, you know, having done 18 shows and having travel to how, you know, as many TEDx's as you have and being so immersed in this culture, what's your biggest surprise to this whole journey you're on?
1: Well, uh, I guess how rapidly the global social movement spread across the globe and how many different directions TEDx organizers are taking their events mm. geographically, technologically, innovations, bold personal stories, um, and along that lines, since it's a rare opportunity to give gratitude in this space to Lara Stein,
0: who mm. was
1: the woman who really had the vision to bring us organizers and build this little baby uh, along the way, Um, uh, a life-changing event was when she brought 750 of us organizers together uh, from around the world in 2012 at Doha, Qatar. Uh, That was just eye-opening to see how quickly things had changed. We got our first licenses in 2009, and just three years later, there were already 750 organizers. And now I think the events might be approaching 20,000 around the world. And who knows how many hundreds of thousands of partners over the years who have made our TEDx's memorable and possible and all of those early adopters all those organizers who we kind of built the the tracks together we were in the trenches and figuring out what TEDx was all about and so yeah from defining I feel like now we're refining this global social
0: movement I love that from defining to refining Mm-hmm. And that's my T-shirt for the day, everybody. Um, my listener knows that I, I listen for um, things that our, our guests say that would look really good on T-shirts. And uh, <laughs> not that I ever make one. If ever, If anyone ever makes a T-shirt, send it to me. Um, I actually, it was funny. I, I have another show and I, I don't know why it is. I just like things on t-shirts though. I never wear t-shirts with print on them. I, it's just some fantasy world I live in where I wear t-shirts, but from defining to refining, I love that. And in, in, the early days, you're right. I mean, we started in 2010, I think we were in the first hundred and we, it was, it was a a conversation. In New York City with uh, uh, one of our clients. And we were saying we were thinking of doing that. And he he said, Well, when are you going to do it? And this was in January of 2010. So things had just gotten started. And I said, I don't know, sometime in the fall, we'd have no idea. You know, we have a, a general sense of what we're doing because we've been going to TED for so long. So we knew it was going to be something amazing. And he says, Well, you've got to do it on 10 10 10. I went, Oh. <laughs> Okay, good, great. So, And then he says, and then, of course, the next one is 11-11-11, and that was the one I think you came to at the Music Academy, and Mm -hmm. then 12-12-12. But we found it was nearly impossible to get people to travel in between the holiday, uh, between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, so we we changed that. But um, our goal now is to uh, have our TEDx be a destination TEDx, so we're saving twenty mm-hmm. percent of our seats for um people from outside the area so we can add a little geodiversity uh to the right. to the audience, which will be interesting and, and we will always save a seat for you uh in Aww. that. When when <laughs> when you know with with so much Ted and so so many things we have to pay attention to, and again, you're skilled at doing this, yet there's still some dragon that is challenging you um as you're on this journey what what's your dragon look like
1: hmm that's a really good question um well it's it's both a blessing and a curse uh (laughs) my dragon is is uh my superpower in also training up teams uh so they get the skills and uh, uh, personal confidence that they can they can slay a larger dragon than Vale and then they move on to bigger professional gigs. So uh, so my dragon is that I'm having to uh, continuously reconfigure my team, but that's uh. a good thing. Because that means that I'm doing a, uh, an effective job of skill transfer right, and right, right, of right, right, building right. up these uh, young people so they can go out in the world and have an even greater impact. Yeah. So it, it feels to me like my biggest dragon would be like a gateway to greatness for people on our team.
0: So uh, this is the first time we have uh, two... Sh- t-shirts in our competition the gateway greatness leads right through veil everybody um (laughs) i was talking to herbert uh, at tedx psu and we talked about this because the dragon for him uh he slew a while ago but it was this Uh, because their population is students and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the team is students. And so it's the same thing. And the way, uh, he figured this out and see if this might work for you, or you might already be doing this is that there is a, um, each team member has to recruit and train their replacement. Yeah,
1: that is a brilliant idea. I love that idea. Uh, and it's, it, it, I would love to be able to employ that in Vail Valley. Um, here's my personal uh, trick about that is that I'm really only in Vail in the winter months when we're producing all of our TEDx Vail events. And so in the off months, I'm in Alaska, and that means that I have to. Uh, train the team and and have that all in line before I leave for the mm, season. Mm, so mm. we use Zoom and we convene virtually the same way that I coach the speakers. But I love that idea of replacing yourself.
0: You you might you might think about that. They he's just on the tail end. They do a th- and then they do a three week knowledge transfer. I guess it's probably mm-hmm. because of the semesters or the quarters, however, however they work. Um, so we'll we'll come back and see how that worked. What is um, as as a veteran, and there are a lot of veterans who listen to the show. There's also a lot of first timers. What why don't we give a piece of advice to each of the different types of the, so let's start with the veteran.
1: Um, let's see for the veteran. Well, it's probably in their nature anyway, but, uh, in the crunch of time when we have lots of things to get done, um, remember to be gentle and kind and intimate and true and outrageously happy and magnetic so that the attendees will come back time and time again so that your vision turns into purposeful meaningful pleasure not only for your attendees and your team and your speakers and your community but also for you as you're learning in the leadership lab All
0: right I love that. Uh, we could end the show right there, but I, I'm not going to um, because there's, there's <laughs> I, more I want to learn from you. So for first timers, uh, of course that's true for them as well, but I think they have some other challenges.
1: Well, first timers, I would say the most important thing is to use great uh, tech tools. Uh, and the, the perfect tech tool has not yet been invented, but if there if it had been, it would be a combination of um, Google Drive. So if you don't know how to use these tools, learn how to use them quickly. Uh, Google Drive, Slack, uh, the tool would also have a timeline in it. It would have an org chart. It would incorporate QuickBooks. Um so uh, communication is king and uh, the more you can build trust in your team through constant caring communication, it's all supported by sharing knowledge, who's doing what, when, where are the holes in your plan, who can step up, fill it. Um, so having really good uh, digital tools that you feel comfortable with and that you've been able to train your team in and using it, uh, will make it easier, not only for you to organize your first one, but then when you give it away to the next, next team or you, you find you're going to do your next one, you have all of that archive, all of that skeleton that wow. will help you.
0: So, listener, um, if you are an experienced organizer and you found a tool that you like, drop us a note. Um, Why don't you send them to tools at hackingtheredcircle.com. And uh, I'm particularly interested, Kat, in uh, timeline tools. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm actually really interested in a timeline template that Mm -hmm. would um, say, okay, here, wherever your event is, and then walk backwards and say, 12 months out, 11 months out, 10 months out, 9 months out, kind of that.
1: Absolutely. We tried to design that at the TEDx Summit in Doha. Uh, We got most of the way there, but then each of us went back into our lives. And I'm hoping, and I keep hearing rumors, that TED is working on a a single digital tool that incorporates all of those needs
0: wow that'd be yeah
1: great. it would be a savior
0: <laughs> let's see if there's breaking news at ted fest who knows um so for your you just came off an event a week ago but for your next event and again you've done 18 so i'm trying to think how you you're gonna keep it fresh but what are you most looking forward to at your next event
1: well, I look at the year of events, actually, and that year uh, gets produced in half a year, but it takes us half a year to to plan and create it. So I'm looking at how I can uh, find different uh, segments of demographics in our community. So um, doing a, a, probably a live stream of women in the fall, doing a, a, a youth event again uh, next spring and then finding uh, the last three years we've been the first Friday at the Villar Performing Arts Center in Beaver Creek. And what we found is that um, there are parts of our community because that's such an elite, uh, world-class performance venue. It's gorgeous and it creates amazing video But there are large swaths of our community that would never pay $35 just to park. So, uh, yeah, so we're looking at how can I'm I'm more interested in impact in the way in which these ideas can be infused and effused to and from Vale Valley so that we can have real change happen here. So I'm less interested in quantity now and more interested in quality.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm.
1: exploring that, you know, how can we find the unusual diverse messengers that are dedicated to immense personal exploration so that, um, you know, when they stand up there and talk in, in front of our audience, they feel um, that they are giving their heart; that that it's a badge of honor into the decades, into the future.
0: Right. Um, right.
1: Yeah. So. It
0: is mm-hmm. did I hear right when you said collectively across your? Um, all the various talks you've done you've had um over 400,000 views on youtube it's
1: yeah and that's without uh putting the most recent 35 talks from this year on um we just yeah so you know if you do things long enough over time you do have some kind of a of a history that starts to really ripple out and um the stories that speakers come back and tell us are so moving from starting new businesses Mm -hmm. developing new art forms um people's lives even being saved new relationships um yeah, it's so funny. I, it's
0: funny you say that because, you know, my own journey, uh, I've been going to TED for uh, 20 years and in 2003, I uh, got to work on a project for Macromedia. They were a sponsor at TED and we created a software package, which was kind of the early version of what TED Connect has evolved to. Um and it started, it started a whole journey for me that's lasted now 13 years. That business is still, it's, it's a business. It went from a project to a business and, mm-hmm. uh, got to work with a woman on the team who, you know, on my team who is now my wife. And so it's become <laughs> the relationship and the business. And I, I, I would introduce myself as a Tedster probably more than anything else when I meet people, uh, which I get <laughs> the same vibe from you. If I were to, you've traveled so much, but um, if I could transport you on a magic red carpet to any TEDx in the world, and it, or it doesn't have to be in the world, uh, where, where would you like to go visit? What's one that's on your bucket list?
1: Mm, I think I would, well, I would. In the real world, I would like to attend TEDx mid-Atlantic because I think Dave Troy and Nate Mook do an amazing job of assembling uh, po- political types that are speaking in a way that everyday people can understand what they're saying and mm-hmm. it's relevant and and um, what they have to say does make a difference in our world. And then in the non-real world, I think I would like to attend a TEDx uh, mixed reality that was curated by artificial intelligence and produced by virtual reality activators.
0: I love that. So that that uh, I'm gonna I'm going to I got to figure out how to put a pin on the map that I have on the site for that one, because that one's pretty awesome. Um, the show's called, uh, you and I just listener, just so you know, um, the cat was the first person I called, um, after had the idea to do the show and we didn't have a name, uh, I just had a, just a vision of what this show would be in terms of a, a deep dive, a conversation with organizers around the world and, and learn from them and hear these deeply personal stories and the struggles and the joys and the triumphs and all of that. And and so far I, I I believe we're delivering that. Um, And along the way I came up with this great name, hacking the red circle, because that's what we do uh, to be able to produce (laughs) these shows against all odds. And uh, I'm curious Uh, In, let's say, 10 words or less, what's your best hack, Kat?
1: Hmm. Give. Give. Repeat. Give. Repeat. (laughs) (laughs) Be immensely generous. Invest your time wisely. Um, We do that with speakers for a year, and we mentor them with kindness, and we... Include intergenerational expertise, teens, digital natives, elders with life wisdom. we um, We are a generous community. And so I would say, if you don't give back, no one will like you. So go deep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no one is going to like you, Bobby. You have to give Bobby. Please give. <laughs> Repeat. Give. Repeat, Bobby. We we don't want you to not be liked. <laughs> Kat, I love your energy. I love you. You're you're just fabulous. Um folks, if you've not met her, you can find her on Facebook, uh, in the TEDx organizer group. You're you're you do give, you're generous with your your knowledge and your likes and your replies. And uh, I always see you over there. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. We're glad to have you in our uh, inaugural group of guests.
1: Thank you so much for including me. You've made our tiny valley a happier place today. We're yeah. small but mighty, <laughs> I love but it. we love turning ideas into dreamy realities.
0: And and I, we love watching you do that. We'll put links to those, uh, your talks and your pictures and all that greatness uh, in the show notes. Again, Kat, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for listening to Hacking the Red Circle. Have an idea for a guest for the show? Or would you like to tell us your TEDx story? Just drop me a note in an email to mark at com. Please be sure to rate, write, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Makes a huge difference. And share the show with your team as we seek to grow our audience around the world. Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for Hacking the Red Circle.